Two franchises that have been battling out for the for over 40 years. But tonight, we will crown a champion. Or will we? Alrighty then. Good evening, everyone. John Henry Soda here along with George Batista, and uh, welcome to the Counterparts Show. We are here on May the 4th Be With You Day, which is, is kind of cool because, like, Star Trek doesn't really have a day like that, right? We don't, <laughs> right. Have, like, we don't have a star date that, that we uh, we kind of – I mean, there are a lot of dates that are great things happened. But that well, first, is first contact day, I think, is the closest, right? First contact first day. First contact right? day, yeah, which yeah. we just had recently, which was cool. But um, I think this is a, a really cool day because it, you know, it's a play on words, so to speak. And um, so I don't think we've ever spoken really much about Star Wars on this podcast uh, show. And um, but you know, you and I have spoken in ex very ex extensively on the the differences between star wars and star trek yes, we have. and it's been uh one of those things where star wars and star trek were uh one of uh, just a few announcements um number uh, number one first thing is we want to acknowledge allison pitt who's actually the host of daily star trek news uh she puts out an episode every single day monday through fridays um and it's basically she covers a lot of news she's got writers she's doing a great great job and we're gonna we're fortunate enough that we're gonna be having an ad running on her podcast um starting next sunday for one week and this is the ad that you're gonna see running it's also gonna be a clickable ad so people that see it are gonna be able to click on the ad and uh follow us it will take them right to our website where they can actually subscribe to our channel and um and that's going to be really cool. So thank you very much, Allison, for for uh, help, helping us out, putting that together. Um, again, as always, if you uh, enjoy what we're doing here, George and I are having a great time on this. And we are, we're getting some nice feedback from people. The numbers are looking good every week. And we're excited to just keep keep doing this. You know, if you like it, please like, uh, share and subscribe, um, especially on the YouTube channel. If you do subscribe to the YouTube channel, when you hit the subscribe button right next to it is a little bell. Hit the bell, and this way you can get notified every time we go live and every time we actually put out a video as well. And share it with friends. Somebody we know might like Star Trek or just talk about life because we really cover it all here. We don't just – Star Trek is sort of like building the bridge between Star Trek and everything else, but everything else is everything else, and we, we love to do that. So, uh, Jorge, do you have any announcements that you want to make? Well, besides that uh, procedure you had, that <laughs> yeah, we don't want to talk about the procedure. It was yeah. uh, not yeah, pretty. I, mean, uh, I will yeah, not show and, you my and I, operation. And I don't know why you showed me pictures. That was completely. <laughs> well, John, we are family, and I just wanted to, you know, make sure that you know what's going on. But um, well, we do have some news. Yes. So news. we can we where, can where, uh, talk where, about this. Yes. Yeah, we'll talk about news in a second. We're going to get to the news, right? Yes. Um. Yeah. So, um, but before that, I do want to actually uh, let people know what we're going to be talking about today, which is about two awesome franchises, right? Yes. And 
if this is, I'm going to set this up because I, this is like, this is serious business here. You know what I mean? We're not just doing a regular episode here. We are actually, this is a battle. This is a, and I have my very strong opinions on Star Wars and Star Trek and how they differ and how, I, you know, I, you know, so I'm going to go in we're going to go into that. And, but if you are out there and you are watching, and you are listening to this, we are live. This is 100% live right now. It is May 4th. 2021 and right now it is 804 p.m on tuesday night so that is as live as you can get if you are out there and you want to have your opinions please throw them into the comments we'll flash it up on the screen and we want to make sure that we engage with everyone let us know your views if you disagree with me if you disagree with george please let us know because we want to know all right so let's get on with the news the news is uh something that we do here every week we really enjoy this this segment so here's george with the news Counterpart Star Trek News Updates with George Batista. Okay, George, what's on the news? Well, today, this week's Star Trek News is brought to you by my dog, (laughs) which is a black lab, and his name, incidentally, his name is Kylo, which is he's named after a villain in Star Wars. Oh, really? Kylo Ren. Yes, he is. There you go. He is a three-year-old black lab. We love him. So uh, he's bringing you this week's news. Remember, black labs matter. So. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So um, just a couple of uh, quick things on uh, this week's news. Uh, The first one. (laughs) You're trying not to. You're trying to keep it together. Go ahead. ahead, ahead. It's so hard to keep it together sometimes when I have this gentleman in front of me. Anyway, John Delancey yeah. uh, made oh, an yeah. announcement recently because uh, you all know John Delancey played Q on Star Trek, and there was an announcement that he is going to be on the new series Picard. Well, he recently just disclosed that he's actually going to be on six episodes Whoa. of Picard. Okay, wow. so he's going to he be gave that information himself. Yes, he did. Wow, and he's going to. He said he literally is going to be annoying. Uh, Captain Picard. Um, so, and apparently, because um, what they're saying is that they're filming uh, season two and season three at the same time. Ah. So it looks like he might even be a part of season three. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's going to be really, really cool. So I'm excited because uh, he's so annoying but so cool. <laughs> yeah, he's actually one of the the most fun characters that uh, that's ever been on Star Trek. You know, I mean yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> Star Trek, Star Wars. I'm all confused right now. On uh, Star Trek, right. and uh, he he's also one that has made Picard really have to think about things in a different way sometimes. Right. And then Picard has done the same thing to him. Exactly. And, you know, he's this all powerful guy, but yet sometimes Picard says things, and he's like, "Hmm, you have a point there, Picard." You know? <laughs> and I yeah. think it's, it's fascinating. So that's pretty cool. Awesome. And it's and it's great because he's a great actor too. So he is a great actor. Yeah, so that's that's going to be fun. Um, second piece of news we have is that Star Trek Discovery had, wins three costume guild awards. Oh wow! So apparently, over the weekend, I'm I'm reading this straight from the article. By the way, over the weekend, the Canadian Alliance of Film and Television Costume Arts and Design held their annual show with uh, Discovery going in with six nominations. Uh, and head costume designer Gersha Phillips and her team came away with three prizes, making them the big winners of the evening. 
Wow. So they took uh, the overall award was for best costume design in TV, and they actually beat out a bunch of shows uh, in the competition. So congratulations to Star Trek Discovery and the costume designers there for winning those Costume Guild Awards. Cool, cool. Yeah, you know, the costumes have always been such a huge part of Star Trek, and they've always had the greatest uh just i just think that even from the going back to the original series which was you know just a basically a, a long sleeve t-shirt but <laughs> was, but just the design of it just was was cool you know what i mean i have one and i wear it around the house um <laughs> i wear it to go to town to go shopping <laughs> I don't okay. have a lot of money, but um and i think it's just a cool design you know I really yes like so cool. Yes. Yeah. So it's yeah, and uh, they've come up with a lot of cool designs throughout the years. Um, so you know, from from yeah, like you said, from the old show all the way up to the newest show. So uh, again, yeah. congratulations to them. I think that's that's really cool. Hopefully, more uh, awards to come. And that is your Star Trek news for the week. Cool. Thank you, George. All right. So let's get on with this uh, this evening of uh, this conversation. By the way, we do have a little trivia question too. Ah, we have a trivia question. That's right. Okay, so in keeping with our show, we always do a quick trivia question at the beginning, and we give an answer at the end. So, um, and this week's trivia question, John, is actually related to both Star Trek and Star Wars. Well, you know, I've been really good with these trivia questions, so. Yeah, I've given up on you, pretty much. (laughs) Sounds like my wife. Okay, go ahead. Wow, so smart lady. Anyway, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, so here's the trivia question for this week, John. So we all know that Star Wars features, but part of the cast of Star Wars features droids, right? Well, the question <laughs> is, come on, John, you know this. Okay. John's like, what's a droid? <laughs> all right, all right. So anyway, uh, the question is, what Star Wars droid? made a cameo in two star trek films wow <laughs> are you just making this up now i am not making this up i had no idea. Oh, wow. I, I am not making this up and they, they they did make a cameo in two star trek films um wow. so what star wars droid did that so we'll we will talk we will have that answer at the end of the show okay those, those of you free to chime in we only know a few of the popular ones but um well don't know i can i can free to guess guess but i won't guess i'll let if, if anybody out there has a guess please just drop it into the comment section and um at the end of the show we will acknowledge your correctness um I don't know why I said it like that. Like I'm completely deranged. <laughs> the correctness. Um, the women. The right. women. All right. So, All right. Let's do Star it. Wars, Star Trek. Now, for 40, over 40 years, right? Like 40 something years, uh, Star Wars came out in 77, right? Um, and Star Trek, uh, uh, late 60s. Um, and for all that time, or since 77, these two franchises have been compared. People have said, you know, which one is better. There's been sort of a, it's not a huge giant thing. I mean, I think people that generally like both these uh, franchises are, are understand the differences because there are, you know, you have one, one uh, series that, you know, was gave, you know, was born on TV to film. The other one was born on film and sort of is coming to TV in, in some other uh, forms. So 
it's a little bit of a different format, you know, of how we received these characters, right? Right. Uh, but they've been going at it for a long time with the, as far as the comparison, you know. Um, so I'm going to take the side of <laughs> I'm going to take the side of Star Trek, right? And you probably already know that. Now George loves Star Trek. You know, way way he knows way more about Star Trek than I do. He's one of those guys. You know, he's got his room and I you know, but he also loves Star Wars. And he's always loved Star Wars since I can remember. And I bet you he has like a <laughs> I bet you he has a Darth Vader sharpener right next to him. So there it is right there. Um so there is definitely uh, a good balance here as someone who knows about both sides, you know. Um, so, George, tell me, I want to go about first experiences here, too, you know, because I want to also appreciate what it was when it first came. Tell me your first experience with Star Wars. Okay, so I um, I didn't see Star Wars actually in the theater. It's, it's interesting. I actually saw it when it had come out. Um. But when I first saw it, I I literally watched it like <laughs> like every day. Okay, I fell in love with the story. I fell in love with uh, the characters. You know, I I know that some people can look at it as just a like kind of a you know some people could say it's a cheesy space adventure and that type of thing. But to me, it has this story. Yes, it's a good and evil story. Yes, it's like. Uh, the big empire versus the small, you know, alliance type uh, situation. But there's a lot more to it than that. And I, I just, I think that the the characters now in the first one, the characters kind of were getting to know each other. You had, you know, Luke Skywalker, who's the young Jedi, but then you had Harrison Ford, who's the handsome dashing, you know, he's kind of the hero, uh, handsome hero and all that. And then you had Princess Leia, right? But they, in the, in the first movie, they, we're getting to know each other. There was the chemistry starting to build a little bit. By the second movie, the chemistry was there, in my opinion. Okay, mm -hmm. they were, and if you compare it to Star Trek, you, I, I look at it as like they're the Kirk, Spock, and McCoy of Star Wars, and they have that chemistry. And you start to see, um, it's not only on, it's on screen also, not only just with the writing, but it's on screen. So, um. But I just, I just fell in love with the whole concept of it. I just thought it was a, a beautifully done story, um, and I thought George Lucas's ideas about it were 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 really well done. Uh, especially Darth Vader. I mean, Darth Vader. I mean, who doesn't love his character? You know. Right. Right. So um, yeah, I just, I just fell in love with it. I thought it was fantastic. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, I well, let me acknowledge my blood brother. What's up? DJ Connect, what's up? So, <clears throat> here, 1977. So, I'm uh, nine years old, right? And our school takes us on a school trip to go see Star Wars, St. John's, St. Mm. John's Chrysostom. Um, and we ended up going to see Star Wars. Now, I was a little distracted when I was there because I was this really cute girl that I liked and she just happened to sit right next to me and I was so excited. So I was kind of a little bit, uh, I wasn't too much into the film, but, <laughs> but there was, well, wait a second. There was the one, the one moment when Darth Vader first makes his entrance, you know, when they're blowing all and he, right. comes, and he comes in 
and you because the presence and the breathing there was it was so new obviously right mm -hmm. now it's such a cliche when people do it right? right but it was so like like jarring that the whole i remember the whole theater going oh like just gasping just like oh because he was such a presence you know right. um and nobody had ever seen anything like this before right. you know what right. i mean it was just completely rare so um i remember that that's really what got me really you know jazzed up and uh and really enjoying the film and and then something happened where you know star trek was already in my universe at that age you know mm -hmm. um and you know it had gone off the air and then the film came out but it, it had been running on syndication for forever right that's what made the franchise decide to make a film right. people were requesting it right and i fell in love with the the chemistry of star trek and i i think for me the comparison it's difficult because on star wars you don't have enough time with the characters you know star trek is you got three seasons right of seeing these characters interact and and kind of grow and you kind of understand them so it's not sometimes you know i because I, I give star wars a hard time you you know me I, I give star wars a hard time so anybody who's out there i apologize please don't hate me it's not that that i don't like star <laughs> yeah <laughs> Not that I don't like Star Wars, it's that I I love Star Trek to such a degree that I don't. I it's hard for me to compare it. And I've had deep conversations with people on this about the philosophical approach of Star Wars compared to Star Trek, um, the character development, how they how they develop throughout time, the interaction between. I've I've had this discussion before, um, first time on camera, but I do think that there that star wars for me personally lacks in what star trek created in those three seasons again extremely difficult for them to do it with a two-hour film and even if you take all three films you know empire strikes back and return of the jedi and you got your six hours roughly right of of films i think in six episodes of star trek i feel that the the, the connection between those characters for me was just more um it just you believed it more for me than the 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 star wars uh connection i also felt that in star wars and we you and i spoke about this uh numerous times that i felt that it was a black and white film it was good and evil it was yin and yang you know it didn't have complex complexities that star trek has Star Trek has complicated characters. William Shatner, you know, uh, Captain Kirk is a complicated guy. Um, they all are. Spock is complicated. They're all complicated, you know, and I like that where as you can see the complications in Star Wars with Han Solo in the beginning where he has that whole thing with, you know, Princess Leia and they're kind of going back and forth. But I felt it. I feel that that's pushed because you know that they're going to get together. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's made it's it's escalated on how much they hate each other because at some point it's sort of like the cliche, you know, films or where they say, "Oh, I hate you, I hate you more." Oh yeah, well I hate you forever. Well I hate you, and then they start kissing. You know, it was that kind of an energy right. that was prolonged through the first episode. So my difference is, is not with the story. I think the story of Star Wars is is amazing. I think the idea of story uh, of uh, of Star Wars is 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 you know the, the it's amazing the 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 brainchild of 
of uh, George Lucas and the the characters and the world, that universe. I think that's amazing. I just don't think it holds up to Star Trek. Well, now let me let me clarify because keep in mind that I love both franchises. Okay, but number one for me will always be Star Trek. That's number. That's just the way it is. Okay, but Star Wars is right behind it in my view. Okay, so let me just get that out first. Um, that's part of the reason why we I do the show. Um, but now, when it comes to Star Wars, yeah, I, I agree with you that the Star Trek characters are a little more complex in and of themselves, in and of themselves as characters, right? Um, but at the same time, Star Wars, the, the characters, yes, are are less complex, but the but the stories and and if you look at the totality of Star Wars. The stories themselves are complex and how they're interwoven between the, when you start from the beginning all the way. I mean, you look at, um, yes, Han Solo is a is a complex guy, what he goes through and, and these types of things. But I think it's more between the characters themselves, like Luke Skywalker, what he has to deal with when it comes to his dad. Right. right? We find out who his dad is and the, and the conflict that he has to deal with. He has to, I mean, think about it. He has to fight his dad. He has to, he doesn't want to kill his dad because he later on, he, he's, and his, he knows that there is something good in his father. His father's a tyrant. His father has done horrible things, but yet he doesn't want to kill him because he knows there's a part of him that's good. Okay. Right. That is a, to me, that is a beautiful part of that story. Because right. it shows a conflict between a father and a son, and a and a father who's who's really, if you look at Star Wars from the beginning, from the like the first movies that came out, I'm talking about like the, the prequels. You understand why Darth Vader is the way he is, and why he did what he did, and really, he was seduced by, by power right. because of the death of his mother. Right. Okay. His mother died, and he couldn't do anything to help her. So now he has a wife. And his wife, and he has a premonition, basically the, the premonition is that his wife is going to die after she gives uh, birth to these children. And he has to find a way to, to help his wife. And the only way he can find is by, by helping her is by becoming this, by turning to the dark side, basically, because, you know, that's how he feels that he's going to be able to stop her from dying. Right. And this is, so that in and of itself is a is a whole complex story so you kind of follow him through that so yes and i so i agree that star wars doesn't have the character development as much as star trek does star trek's had 55 years to get it right versus star wars 40 years right and and you know altogether what is it nine movies right right but still i think that when you look at it from the beginning even though the first by the way the first three movies the prequels i'm not crazy about i thought they were you know i thought they're they were mostly cgi but you do get to see the backstory of these characters okay but when you do get to see the backstory of the characters you realize how much of a complex web it actually is right and you're like holy cow you know and then again you think about yourself what would you what would you do on like luke skywalker's situation right if you had, you had a chance to kill your dad <laughs> you know who you really still have feelings for and you know he's a good man you know what i'm right. saying right. so those types of things are what really 
what I loved about Star Wars, besides all the the fighting and all the yeah, intergalacticness yeah. and stuff like that, but I feel that those characters did have a chance to develop throughout those movies, yeah, especially I mean, the later ones. Yeah, and I think the first the, those those first three. I mean, by three, the first. I mean, uh, four, five, and six. I think those really. Um, did give you an idea of the characters and how they connect with one right. another. You know, my whole thing, you know, uh, let me just actually acknowledge uh, DJ Connect here. Star Wars to me is much more in in the future. Uh, life throughout the universe has advanced to a point where they can travel to the galaxy. And Star Trek to me is where it all started for humans to venture into deep space. Love them both. Cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a great mm -hmm. point, you know, because um, I don't know what the years of... Uh, Star Wars. It really doesn't say it, it really doesn't say what years are because remember it's a galaxy long, far, far away. Far so away, it's there's right. no Earth there, right? It's right. this is a some place we have no idea where it is. There's no, yeah. <clears throat> so and that's an interesting thing as well, you know. And there's no, we don't, we never hear of Earth, you know, um, right in Star Wars because it's not that's nowhere near this there's galaxy. No Earth, right? right, yeah. right. So and you don't really have a time span, but I I think when you look at some of the characters and anyone can can you know disagree, you know part of the issue still is going to lie with the fact that this is a, a film that was put out into the theaters, and I don't know if George Lucas expected it to do what it did. You know, we talked a little bit about this uh, last night because George and I have a meeting where then we we, we end up doing a show by mistake. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about it last night and it, it basically he I don't know if he had an idea. Would he have started with four episode four? Had he known no. that this was going to be so massive that you got to no. do five and six and then you got to come back and do one, two and three, whatever right. it was, 20, 30 years later. Um, that to me is a problem. You know what I mean? And that to me is where I feel that that there's that gap. Like when I go back and I have tried to watch one, two and three, I tried to watch one. Um, and there was a couple of characters that annoyed me and it was really difficult to watch. Um, I wish I had I wish I could sit, sit through them with someone like if you and I were in the room and we were watching them. I probably I will sit through them, you know what I mean? Because then we can talk and we can have the whole yes. thing. It for me, it was difficult to sit through those the first three. Now, four, five, and six, you know, those are great. You know, those are classic, classic uh, films. Um, but you're right, the story of a father and a son, and though that those challenges that he went is absolutely always a compelling story. Whenever yes. you have a father and son right. situation, you know, um, that goes, you know, extensive. Um, especially when one is so conflicted to the other, you know, we're right. talking about evil, evil guy, you know, to like the opposite, the, the, right. you know, the good guy. Right. And, but you're right, you know, to a certain degree, everyone has some goodness in him and he saw that, but you have to think about how many people he also killed and, you know, he was not a good guy, you know what I mean? Right. So, you know, it makes me, you know, George Lucas obviously was born during a time when there was, uh, you know, Hitler and, and the Nazis. You know, you can see the, the uniforms of of some of the uh, the soldier, the what do you call them? The the goons, whatever you call them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Star Wars, uh, um, the stormtroopers, stormtroopers and, and even the soldiers that you are the, are the guys that work in the, uh, you know, they all have those kind of uh, get up. So he obviously has that viewpoint in mind where this is ultimate 
world domination or universe dom domination in this case and what can help and the force right. the force is probably to me the greatest thing in space in in any space thing even star trek doesn't have anything like that right you know what i mean they don't have that inner spiritual thing that somebody has that can control something that can make something happen which i believe innately that we do have that in us right. and so star wars <laughs> on that front they win with that you know yeah i agree has phasers I know. I agree. I agree. It's it's a metaphor for like spirituality. If you think Absolutely. about it, like you know, being a Jedi is kind of like a, they call it. It's almost like a religion, right? You, right. You know, having this having this power that you develop, and again, you could look at it to life. You know, everybody has a certain amount of power within them to make things happen. Now, okay, right. now I'm not saying levitating things across the room, but you have power, the power of focus, the power of intention, mm -hmm. right? And the force to me is a metaphor for that. So yeah. George Lucas was kind of was kind of was kind of saying that in that this is a spiritual way of being, right. where our, and and you're you're using it for good. You're using it to produce good things, right? right. You know, and so yeah, yeah. because the the funny thing is that you know you can also have evil mm -hmm. people with 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 power. That's why Darth Vader has you know he always says, and you know if you notice in the first episode he says do not um do not underestimate the force right. right he says that constantly he said it a few times in the first episode the force is something that he knows can defeat him right. he knows this because he, he he's always saying it you know i mean a guy to, to be so powerful to then just always say don't down don't listen man don't mess with that force <laughs> don't mess with me don't mess with the force man that thing's gonna get you you know and then for um Luke Skywalker to to be able to tap into that, it is a spiritual connection and it is a oneness with whatever it is that you're involved in, a present time moment that you that you control, you exactly. know, and that to me is 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 awesome. Now, if you take a look at, now I agree with you that that George Lucas did not know what he was creating when he came up with Episode Four and Five and Six, okay, but if you think about it, Star Star Wars is a cultural phenomenon okay now this is something you know and again <clears throat> we're doing comparisons and that type of thing this is something the that yes yeah, star trek is i think is more of a um what would you call that it's an it's in it's it's a heavy influence on life right because we're using we're using things that they've used in star trek and you know that type of thing but star wars the characters are a phenomenon if you think of it now you go out you will go out and you ask 10 people do you do you know who darth vader is right nine out of ten will say yes maybe 10 out of 10 will say yes they'll know i mean right. darth vader was on every lunchbox right he was right. there he was all over the place right yeah. star trek even though it's popular right. it's still a niche it yeah. doesn't have that cultural significance that star wars has yeah. and okay. it's no question that star wars is a much a uh, more popular franchise as yes. far as its impact. Right. And I think the reason that you can say that without really too much argument is the fact that there've only been nine films. Right. And look and, what it And done. look what it did, right. We have exactly. hundreds of episodes of Star Trek and different franchises and different, I mean, different series and, you know, um, completely different shows. And it's all Star Trek, but it's a whole universe that that still hasn't been able to achieve that what right. star wars did now star wars had a tremendous 
amount of uh, marketing behind it as well. Um, and they also had like things that we didn't we didn't really have. We never saw before. It's kind of like Star Trek in the beginning, but Star Wars had the uh, you know the the lightsaber, which was something that that was completely no. You can't. I can't think of anything before that, right? Where someone, you know, what I mean, where that happened, you know, what I mean, I just mm -hmm. can't think of that. So that was a completely new thing. Whereas Star Trek had ray guns, you know, like right. you can go back to movies from 1950s where they had ray guns and they were shooting each other and they all had metallic suits and they were like, well, we're gonna right. go off the face. You know all that stuff, but um, so Star Wars had things in it that were unique into itself, and that's why it was such a phenomenon. And these characters, um, I mean, Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, I mean, each all of them are phenomenons in within themselves. You know, what I mean, right. till this day, people still use you know Obi Wan Kenobi or as as a catchphrase. You know, somebody says something wise, okay, Obi. You know, um, yeah. You know, so it's still that kind of a of a which you know it's it's interesting that that it has done that considering they had those films those those one two and three films that were not too hot four five and six which were the amazing classics and then the the you know uh seven eight and nine which were great um i know you said you liked them i i unfortunately have to dive into them now because <laughs> i'm 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 one of these guys that's just talking and um you know i'm 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 basing my my findings on a couple of factors, and I want to just be clarified so people don't think that I'm just blowing smoke out my butt here without. But Star Wars, the the episode four, awesome. I saw it in the theaters. I saw it. I just saw it again a few days ago. Um, I love it. Great overall film. Stands alone. Yes, it's a standalone film. Yes. You know what I mean. Um, the next film I enjoyed. And, and Return of the Jedi, I also enjoyed. I can't get through one. I can't, you know, I never, I didn't even, even try to, but I have not seen 7, 8, 9. So I'm not 100%. We might have to do a, a two-parter on this. You know, we might have to come back after I watch all of them and then maybe go go into it again and, and I'll give a little bit more insight. I'm basing it on what I think, what I've seen so far didn't hook me enough as that first or two, you know, those first two episodes of Star Trek that just pulled me in. You know what I mean? That's that's what it was. Like you would think that if I was if 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 episode four was so great and five and six that I would want to see every single little thing. Kind of like you. Right. Right. You were you were pulled in by it. You yes. know I unfortunately have not been pulled in by it as much as I should have. And uh you know and for that I apologize to but, anyone out there that loves Star Wars. But I think Star Trek <clears throat> I think Star Trek um, was, again, started out as tremendously cerebral, right? Right. And that was one of the reasons why it got criticized, right? Because it was right. too intelligent. It was, it was too too, too high sophisticated, highbrow, you know, that type of thing. Now, I understand, you know, I understand what Gene Roddenberry was trying to do. Right. But there's a certain amount. But if you relate it to Star Wars, Star Wars started out exactly what it is. Right. And it never ventured away from that. Okay. Right. Star Wars said, we're going to give you a good story, but we're going to entertain you with battles from the beginning. There's going to be good and evil. And this is what it is. And it has, and it didn't stray away from anything other than that. Star Trek has gone through permeations, right? right. Where the first, the you know, the first series were just exploration. And then later on, they became more 
uh, there was more battles and there was more action, right? Even the next generation started out the first two, the first two series, very cerebral, very slow, very, and then later on, Picked it up, became yeah. again more battles and more action that type of thing. Star Wars started from the beginning, battle. Right. This is what I mean. Think about the first scene in the movie. Darth Vader walks in. They're shooting everybody, right? Right, right. <laughs> I, you know, so it never, it never sh sh shied away from that. And then what I like about, and again, we'll talk more about the later uh, movies. But J.J. Abrams took more of four, five, and six, and just expanded on it. Okay, right. if I could take one, two, and three and throw them out, I, I, I just don't. I'm not a fan of them. Um, only, only to the fact that you see where the characters came from. That's right. the only reason I but like it. Tells it tells the story, but it tells the story of them. But that's pretty much to me. That's yeah. all it really were for. But J.J. Abrams actually takes four, five, and six and expands that and says, "Okay, now we have these characters who are set, and this is what happens. This is where they go. You learn about Han Solo. You learn about Han Solo's son. You learn about you know Kylo and." You know, and there's, there's who he's related to. And he, it's like, I mean, it is kind of like one big dysfunctional family, but it's, well, but but it's but it's interesting. Yeah. It, it it really interesting. So yeah. but um, I think that Star Trek's problem was that I think Star Trek's problem is that it wanted to be something. Flow. And yeah. then it and then it turns into something else, and I think right. that turns people off. I think so too. You know? and, and I think that's one of the reasons why people st gravitated to Star Wars because immediately, it the right. ones who love the action it hooked them, right? And that's what right. it did for me, right? And I think also as a as you saw it as a child, so as a child right. you would you, that's what it what entertains you know, and that's what what uh, gets you. But I also think that the 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 fact that it was kind of highbrow Star Trek. Um, and it had this kind of intelligent sort of way of looking at things or it just explored not just the space, but it also explored our relationship to space and our right. relationship to one another. And right. even social issues were infused into each episode. Right. Um, the, I think that that also appeals to a certain type of individual. And you and I can relate to this by being Rush fans. Right. Right. Because right. yes. Rush fans are very specific. Yes. You know, you go to a Rush concert, there's about 50, you know, if, if it's if it's a 20,000 seater place, there's going to be about 19,000 of them are guys. About, <laughs> right. About in their in their 30s. You have some young guys also there, but you have in the 30s all the way to 60, you know, watching this these uh these these bands. And because their lyrics are very very intelligent, very you have to think about it. The music is very complex. It's very it's it's rock jazz in a way. You know, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. heavy metal rock jazz, right. and it's very very specific. So you have to be a little bit sort of, and this is not to sound arrogant, but you have to be a little bit cerebral to kind of like reach that level of understanding of this kind of music. And I think Star Trek, that's what that's those are the people that saved Star Trek. Remember, it got canceled. Right. It was, all, it was supposed to be for five years. It got it got only three years. It got canceled. But because it made it through on syndication, people started watching it. And these people that, again, were thinking up here were writing letters, which a lot of people were which were doing shooting up guns and stuff like that, might not sit down to write a letter. We feel that this show has appeal and it's actually quite interesting for I don't think they're going to go that route. <laughs> so I think you're right. They're both completely different in the the energy that they start off on you know they yes. all have their but star trek builds 
where Star Wars kind of like was already built and kind of went and it kind of stayed there. There were some parts that, you know, it came down and some, um, you know, interesting uh, uh, moments and interactions and stuff. But that so that those, those are the differences for me as far as um, the 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 context of, mm-hmm. of the stories, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother says it's called a phaser. I know it's called a phaser. <laughs> I, was, I was saying that Star, Star Trek, if you go back to 1950, they had things called, but they didn't call them phasers. They called them stun guns. Then you can hey, watch uh, these films. Just just, your, just your, one of your brother's points, by the way. This is a man here who called, what was it? You said a whale store back then? Oh, yeah. You said whales were in a whale store. There's a whale store, and that's where whales are. You can go and see whales at the whale store. I forgot it was an aquarium, but anyway, um, what what is an aquarium? It's a whale store, and they have they also have another assortment. People sell whales in an aquarium. How do you know? You... Have you ever bought a whale? No, I don't need a whale. I don't have room for a whale. But if you have like room for a whale, you want to go buy a whale. You go buy a whale. It's not that hard to buy a whale if you have you know what. I'm buying a whale. You can buy a whale. All right. <laughs> it's like buying a tiger. You can buy a tiger. No, that's true to that. There's a whole joke with uh, Nate. Nate, I'm going to send it to you. Nate uh, Bergazzi, he's a stand-up comedian, talks about buying a tiger. It's not really that hard to buy a tiger, you know. <laughs> it's pretty easy. And somebody told him, it says, is it, is it too easy? Is it too easy to buy a tiger in this country? And the guy was like, he was a tiger expert. Yeah, it's way too easy. And he was like, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> So you can buy a tiger, you can buy a whale. But anyway, whatever. Um, so getting back to uh, this whale store. Um, <laughs> so getting back to Star Wars and Star Trek. Uh, let me see. My brother says something here. I remember paying, uh, paying, playing, oh, playing the Wrath of Khan with George, George outside. outside. Yes. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes. Oh my God, he remembers that. Yeah. Oh my God, isn't yes. that crazy? I'm, wow. That's that's going back. Fun right times. There. One times I was a little nerd back then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we all were. Um, um, yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. So what I wanted to, to also say was that you know comparing the two is not really a, a, a thing, right? It's hard to compare these two because they are so different. Right. You know, um, in 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 how in their approach to telling a story. Right. You know, and again, if you if you take the the films let's take the series away and let's just take the star trek films you can see star trek uh, you know um the the first the first star trek film which wasn't great great but you know it still introduced all the characters again and it kind of had a story um moved a little slower but i think they realized it they try to take this series that worked on you know on tv that got popular with with uh, uh fans through a syndication and try to create that on the big screen, which you can't do. You know, you can't do, especially coming off of 1977 Star Wars. You know, um, you can't do that. So um, they came back with with uh, in '82 with Wrath of Khan, and I think that that's really where things really got saved for the franchise. Correct. And that from Wrath of Khan and on, you know, the films really hold up, in my opinion, to Star Wars films as far as a story is concerned, you know, action and uh, telling a, 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 telling a story, you know what I mean? I think they, they do hold up overall, you know, I think star Wars probably has a bigger reach. Not probably. It does have a bigger reach. People just know it better. It's just a much more, it was just way more popular. 
Star Trek was a TV show from the 60s that just got lucky that people liked it and then it got a, a couple of films right. and then that's what blew it up. But go ahead. No, no, I agree. And um but the uh, the other thing is that um what was my point? Um and my brother says you were playing line for line <laughs> like actors. <laughs> like actors. <laughs> We, by the way, we still do this. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of sad. Yeah, we still uh, do that on this show. George had a whole scene last week. Yeah, yeah. We should start doing that more often, like scenes. Yeah, we should like just that. do the scenes. Yeah, we yeah. know them. We'll just act everything out. Yeah, why not? Um, yes. Yeah, so I, I I agree with you. Um, but again, Star you know Star Trek got popular, like you said, with Wrath of Khan. But what made Wrath of Khan so good? You had a villain. You had action. You had right. the story. You had all these things. This is what Star Wars perfected from the beginning. Right. So now the one thing about Star Trek that's that's way different also is that Star Trek relates to us, meaning that it it is built around a society. I mean, well, first of all, it is the future of us, like your brother said, it is, it is the future of us, but it's built around a society like we're built in. You have a United Federation of Planets, like a, like we have the United Nations, right? You have all different types of species within that, right? Um, they don't integrate the species as much as Star Wars does. Right. You know, Star Wars shows a lot more different types of species, but right. but I think they relate more to the average person because you could see the future being that way whereas right. star whereas star wars it's 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 a lot more fantasy right star wars is more like you're just going to lose yourself in this fantasy right. and you know for the two hours not really think about like okay this could be the way things are you right. know whereas star trek it, it gives you that so you know turning on, on that side of things star trek has a more that's relatable true. feel right yeah and that's a good point because i think star trek does create based on what we already know mm -hmm. you know um but more on a social right you know with the social consciousness and it kind of expands on that you know um in space basically whereas um star wars is a galaxy far far away where there's no really reality to what we what we experience here so right. it's fantasy it is something that's out there you know um, and maybe that's why it's more popular. You know, I mean, people don't really want to be preached to. Right. Star Trek does have some episodes that it does preach. You know, it's, it's yes. a social consciousness, trying to raise awareness and, you know, all the, the stuff that's going on in the world today. It relates, you know, because mm -hmm. some of that stuff is it's relevant today, you know, mm -hmm. um, whereas Star Wars is really just fantasy. You go out there, there's good and evil. You got to find and, and then and then within that, there's a story. Now the story does relate to us as well because it's family. It's you know sometimes you have that that family member that just you know is you in conflict with constantly, um, <laughs> and and sometimes you get you know you you have uh, to make decisions you know. Mm -hmm. So this is the ultimate, right? The ultimate uh, conflict, right? Yes. Of good and evil, Luke yes. Skywalker and Darth, um, and um, so that to me is really a, what makes it fat you know a fascinating uh conversation right you know absolutely now what i also like is that within the star trek universe you can expand to remove th these characters the ones that we're familiar with and to go into another area of that same universe you see that's what i like about star trek where star wars 
it, you have to have that story of Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, Darth Vader, Yoda. You have to have those guys because that's the story. You never veer away from like another set of characters where Star Trek had the next generation. You know, it's in the same universe, but we're here we are a completely new ship uh, or a different ship, different characters. Then you go to Enterprise where it goes into the beginning before, you know, then you go into Voyager. Then you go into Deep Space Nine, which is just a station where where things go on. You know, all these things are really and now, now Discovery and there's other things. So within this universe, it's so it's it's such a uh, uh, the the soil is so fertile on, in 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 what Star Trek created that you can really plant and create uh, so many different characters and then it could expand. Star Wars is limited in staying with these characters unless somebody veers off with something and then comes up with some other some other films or TV shows, which I personally don't know anything about. Two points to that. Number one, if and and this is where I this is where I I would say that you need to watch the the second three the third the the last three films okay, oh, okay. because they have handed it off to the next generation ah, okay? okay we have um those of you who know those those films we know that there's new characters we know Ray is kind of like the Luke Skywalker okay she's she's now the last Jedi okay we know that uh, we have um that we have Poe who's kind of like the Han Solo of the story. We have, um, what's his name? Finn, who's also one of the characters. There's like three or four characters within it that have actually taken that torch because I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to, um, I'm sure people have seen the last, the last three movies by now. We know that Han Solo dies. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that mantle now was taken by another character, really. I mean, he's a different character, but they take that mantle. We know that these characters by the end of those, by the end of those films, all these characters that we grew up with are gone. There's new characters in it. That's number one. Okay. So it has taken that new and it has evolved into that. That's pretty much second thing is I don't know if you've ever seen The Mandalorian. No, I know. Yeah, I know that that's okay. Uh, so John Ferraro and it, the Mandalorian is a is a beautiful show. It's yeah. a beautiful. I heard it was done really well, and I it's, know that it's done very very well. Yeah. Now it does take place in the middle of. It's not. It's not like a continuation. It's kind of like a backstory. So right. it's kind of like after Return of the Jedi. That's kind of way. But it talks. It it really um, it really talks uh, talks about the story of this these mandalorians who are bounty hunters and this guy who's a bounty hunter who is trying to make his way through life you know and doing what he does and then he ends up kind of almost falling in love with this little they call it baby yoda type thing and it he almost adopts it as his son and then but he knows that there's this this little thing has special powers and now they're trying to all these races and all these different species are trying to get him, and it's his job to to uh, safeguard this kid and, and protect this kid. Okay, this is a, a, a wonderfully done story that um, that is evolving as time is going on. It's already on its second or third season. I think I think it's yeah. coming up on its third season. Beautiful story. So there's there's a lot of different ways you can take it. Yeah, and um, I, I heard- just think that Star Wars hasn't Star Wars hasn't done enough like Star Trek has. Right. But Star Wars just hasn't done enough to make those type of series, but I think they will. 
Yeah, I think they will. Um, when I heard it's a uh, John Ferraro who's uh, in, involved in uh, in that. When I heard he was involved in, you know, he's done a lot of the, the Iron Man movies and a lot of the, you know, he's just a great, very great director, but he yeah. also keeps the integrity. Of it. So when I heard he was involved in that, I thought, oh, okay, that's going to be that. That's yes, going to be good. Absolutely. So I'm happy that that's good. Um, again, it is within that universe where right. this is this is you know it. So there, there's still there you're right they haven't done they haven't pushed enough enough right. into uh and i think it's probably has to do with with um cost maybe you know it's a little bit maybe expensive to do these kind of things uh you know next generation was done for pretty much next to nothing when it first came out it was not a lot of money was not put towards it they didn't think it was going to do well because of the original series was so popular they just didn't they couldn't imagine seeing another crew Right. Um, so there's a whole documentary on that. I'm, I'm sure you've seen it also where they go mm -hmm. into the, the struggles that they had trying to get this thing right. off the ground. Um, but the fact that they succeeded, you know, created a whole other section within this universe, created other that don't relate to anything of, in the beginning. And I think that's what I like about Star Trek, that it has that ability. You can watch Voyager uh, and and without ever hearing anything about star trek um the original you know the original people it's their own their own thing their own adventures their own right. travels and so i like that because it keeps things fresh you right. know so like when discovery came out you know i i was excited about it and it's a you know it's a new it's not you know it's it hasn't caught me quite yet you know as as not as strong but it's good but it's good you know i've been watching it and it's good um, I'm looking forward to like to some of the other things that are coming up. So I think because of JJ Abrams and this guy is kind of a stud when it comes to like making, <laughs> making these films. Um, he, he even Star Trek, you know, I mean, he's, uh, he did those Star Trek films that were really good as well. Um, he took a little bit of Liberty. Yes. You know, with some of the stuff, but yes. you know, it's all good. You know, um, he still put out a good product, you know right. what I mean? So I think because of him, I think you'll see much more like the Mandalorian. I think that mm -hmm. came probably became because of that, because mm -hmm. these films are doing well and right. you'll see more of it as the time goes on. And, and who knows, maybe star Wars will someday be as good as star Trek. <clears throat> well, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Darth Vader or the Borg. Oh, I'll, I'll always pick the Borg. You're gonna pick the Borg over Darth Vader. Always the Borg. Do you, you because we're you do about, know that the, you do know that Darth Vader could wipe out the Borg. Uh, how how can he wipe out the Borg? Uh, what do you mean? He's got the, the Borg Force. Even, the, the Borg cannot be wiped out. The Borg yes, but is, it, it will <laughs> will somehow and come together again and rebuild. That's what they do. They're, they're yes. programmed to read. I understand that. But what I'm saying is even if the Borg try to get near Darth Vader, all he has to do is go like this. Yeah, but the, the <laughs> okay. Borg. And, and, and destroy the, the Borg. But evil cannot destroy evil. Evil is just evil within itself. I so understand you that. You can't have an evil Darth Vader trying to destroy the Borg and the Borg trying to destroy it. It's just going to, it's not going to work. It's, they're going to, first of all, they'll probably join forces and somehow. Oh. Because he'll he'll probably draw the their evilness, and then they'll just both become the this tremendous evil thing, you know. But the Borg, remember, the Borg is not they're not they're not real. They're they're robots. They're 
their their nanotechnology that just can is programmed to constantly rebuild itself and to never be destroyed. That's why you can break them into a million pieces. And if there's dust that's out there, that dust, and it may take a hundred million years, but that dust will come back and it will rebuild again. I listen. The Borg is crazy. I, now, I listen. I agree. As far as cool evilness, Khan or Darth Vader. Khan is cooler, but but Darth Vader is still number one for me. In what way? I just Darth Darth Vader has this mysteriousness about him. He, I mean, literally, right? You don't you don't you don't see him until yeah, later on in the film. He has this thing about him when he walks in a room. Like if he walked into this room right now, <laughs> I mean, I'd be. I'm, I'm signing off. Exactly. Okay. He has this thing where well, he walks. Where he walks into a room and think about it, his own employees are scared of him. I mean, look at the, the boss that he is. I mean, if you mess up, he kills you. <laughs> what kind right. of boss is that? Khan, the, Khan does that too. Khan didn't, didn't kill any of his employees. Didn't Khan kill somebody? No, like, he didn't kill any of his employees. No, no, it was, yeah, he no, threw them was, around the room, maybe, but he didn't kill right. them. He didn't, he didn't kill them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So um, all right. Let me ask you this: the USS Enterprise. Versus the Millennium Falcon. Oh no, no! Come on, you're gonna compare the 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 Falcon to to the Enterprise. First of all, the 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 the, the Falcon is way faster than the Enterprise. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about okay. It, it did the Anoa run in three parsecs, or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, exactly but, I mean but I mean, George, come on. No, it's a beautiful ship. Yes, look at that. come on. But look, what, I mean, think come about on. what the Millennium Falcon. It can squeeze into things. I mean, literally, it could turn on its side and go in between two sheets because of paper. It's thin. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy can fly. That's the only reason. It's not. It's not. It doesn't look cool. It's thin. <laughs> it's a pancake. So of course you can do that. You know what I mean? But it, it's it's still not a starship. It's not a starship, but it's a starship. it's an amazing ship. It's, it's it's a great ship, and it was great for what they were doing. Remember that this was a uh, a vessel that he used basically to smuggle things in, right? True. You know, it was a it was a ship that had to be kind of low key, so right. it wasn't meant to be a starship where it's like this vast thing that travels through space, impressing the universe and meeting new species and all that. This was actually a work vessel. You know, it was a work machine. You know, right? High quarters. You know they're sitting in their tight quarters. You know they're not. It's it's. Yes, but this you know, this this work machine, this work machine, basically was responsible for the destruction of the uh, of the uh, what do you call that? Um, the Death Star. The Death Star was literally responsible. Matter of fact, the Millennium Falcon. If you look at all the battles, it's the first ship. And all the alliances behind them. For the okay. Dark, for, for the for the for the uh the death star he didn't do it. he just came in and saved Han, uh, uh luke skywalker from the guys that were trying to no 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 to beat if you if you up. look okay if you look at if no star wars one first of all han solo was was yes he saved luke skywalker so he could do it that's very true but if you watch the third movie ah. okay lando calrissian is flying the Millennium Falcon, and he goes in, and he actually him and Wedge, who is one of the Tie Fighters, he not Tie Fighters, the X Wing Fighters, he actually blows up he he the the uh, 
the Death Star, which is half built anyway. So, yeah. but what I'm saying is that this worker ship is usually the first one that they send into battle behind and everybody behind them. Right. Okay. So I don't think that they have that that first of all, I don't think the Falcon is faster than the Enterprise. Oh, come on. It's we're talking about warp speed. I never heard any warp speed. Light speed. Story. Light speed is, is not as fast as warp. <laughs> you know what? There's, there's a know sentence what? I didn't think I would say today. <laughs> look what my look what my uh my brother says. Wait, the Falcon Wait, the Falcon is not faster than the Enterprise. You know and, what? And we're gonna have them race. <laughs> I would pick the Star Trek shuttle pod over the Falcon. Oh, come on, man. You're gonna tell no, me that the Falcon is not a cool ship. Get out of here. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not it's it is a it's cool an amazing ship. All, all, all of them are cool ships, but you have to look at it. It's a freight. <laughs> it's a freight. It's the ship. fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy. Oh right. Exactly okay, right. For, it's the fastest for freighter, hunk of right? junk in the galaxy. Right. But remember, that's a galaxy far, far away. We don't even know where the hell is it. We're over here. <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't know. We have warp speed. You know what I mean? And even faster is uh, what the, the trans warp. Uh, trans warp drive. Trans warp drive. Even faster. So, I mean, there's no way. There's no way. But but I, I, I give you that it's a workhorse. It is. You know what I mean? It's the difference between a Ferrari and a pickup truck. <laughs> right? You can help your friend move on a Ferrari, but you can go fast, right? And a pickup truck is great. A pickup truck, a nice, good GMC pickup truck will pick up a lot of things and it will go fast, but it will not go faster than a Ferrari. But a Ferrari, you can't put your un mueble. Uno no puede poner un mueble. You can't put furniture, uh, uh, you know, you can't put anything inside it. You have to go and you have to get a truck. Listen, the Enterprise was destroyed three times. That's all I'm saying. Millennium Falcon has never blown up. All right. I'm just There's saying. only been how many films? I'm just saying. I'm just the, the, the chances of an enterprise being blown up in like 80 episodes or 70 whatever episodes and then all the films of course you can have more chances there were only nine films yeah. how many you know and how many did the the falcon appeared in but falcon appeared in all of them there you go so nine times wait my brother said something here Million Falcon has a faster FLO speed than the Enterprise by many orders of magnitude. Add something. Sublight, it's debatable, but the Enterprise is probably faster. Hmm. Impulse drive in Star Trek. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he knows way more than I do. (laughs) Somewhere around 70 per second. Wow. Wow. I think your brother should be doing this show with us. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. <laughs> oh man! Well, there you see. <laughs> well, that proves I, it. I, no, that I proves told it. you that day because my brother is a lawyer. Um, um, yeah. So, <laughs> so let me ask you this. Okay, guys. We're, we're we're going over an hour here, but who cares? If, any, if you're hanging out with us, we appreciate it. We love you very much. Thank you yeah. for hanging out. Um, but let me ask you this. Um, there was something that Star Wars has that Star Trek never really totally had but kind of princess leia or what female character i mean you could say ahura you know you could yes. say to paul <laughs> um seven of nine um wow um so you have some you know um 
But but remember, Princess Leia was, was was beautiful, but she was also kind of like feisty and a warrior, and right. she was, you know, you know. Whereas and Ahura too. I mean Ahura, but you know, I don't know. It's it's difficult. They didn't uh, they didn't develop Ahura enough to no. be that feisty. Like Princess Leia, you're right. She was a warrior, and she she would get into the battle, and she would you know she was out there shooting and fighting and all this stuff like right. that. Um, you're right. Star Trek doesn't have that character and again um you know skywalker han solo and princess leia kirk's green girlfriend <laughs> well, uh, she, she, she danced a lot <laughs> she did. Yeah, but um but but yeah but skywalker you know the two skywalkers her and han solo again were like the kirk spock and mccoy but right they right, right. you know she was heavily featured in these films and then there was the connection right she had a con you know that brother and sister connection that all it goes all the way through the last film right you right. know it goes all the way through and and it's you know exactly. so that's one thing that star trek does not have i mean it has a connection but not a connection the way these right these characters i, I think also these were uh people right yeah you know i mean these were just people that were not part of a. they were part of you know a, a you know revolution you right. know they were part of a of a of a movement, right? right? Whereas Star Trek is, they're all in the Federation, you know, they're right. all part of Starfleet, you know, right. they're, they work and they have jobs and their job is to do exploration. So it is, it differs for that, you know, mm -hmm. where um, these other guys are just kind of just people that are in this galaxy far, far away somewhere. I don't know where the hell they are. Um, <laughs> somewhere like, that's gotta be like near far Rockaway, like all the way over there where nobody goes. <laughs> um, all right, so we're uh, we're at a, an hour and five. Uh, we're gonna start wrapping up. Um, I think nobody wins this <laughs> because both franchises. They both they're both unique. They both, they both like, have their unique. strengths they're both and weaknesses. Great. Yeah. They're both great, and uh, we kind of knew that going in. Obviously, we we um, but but um, and and you know, it, it, the wonderful thing about both these franchises is that I think there's something for everyone. Yes, and that's what the important thing that we're doing here in this show is to just show that these are great you know great shows that star trek is great give give star trek a chance and all the episodes and all the different uh um variations and spin-offs and all that i think uh, i think it's just something for everyone so all right let's do some trivia uh george had a a trivia question what was the uh, Which name of the dog that was in Lassie and in Star Wars and no, I don't remember what was your question. <laughs> what droid? That, what Star Wars droid? All oh, right, right, right. Made cameo appearances in two Star Trek films. And John, yeah, I think you can get this. <laughs> well, like I said, I only know two you know two of them so it's either cp3 c3po c what c3po <laughs> is it is that the name of it c3po yes or r2d2 is one of those two i would think it's r2d2 only because he he's, he's probably be easier to slip into some areas but i don't know is that your final answer <laughs> let me uh call up can i use one of my lifelines yes dj connect <laughs> what the? no I, I that'll that's it i'll just say r2d2 i don't know you would be correct. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Star, oh my God, John has actually a right answer. I actually got one right answer. Yes, you are correct. So, so wait a minute. What? Which... I'm going to tell you. Okay. So 
basically what happened was in uh, Star Trek, the first film that by J.J. Abrams, 2009, um, and Star Trek uh, uh, Into Darkness in 2013, there was these battle scenes. And uh, on the screen, well, there was a battle going on. So you see all this debris. One of the little debris things was R2-D2 flying across... <laughs> <laughs> flying across the screen. Oh my god! Same so thing funny. in in Star Trek: um, The Into Darkness, where R two D two was seen again flying across the screen as part of the debris. Now I didn't know this right, until right. later on when it actually talked about it, and they freeze framed it, right. and that actually you see R two D two as part of the, the debris going across I the screen. I wonder if uh, they had to get permission for. That. Well, now here's the thing. J.J. Uh -oh. Abrams was responsible for both at that time because he did Star Wars and Star Trek. So he actually inserted it purposely oh. in there. And they asked him why he inserted R2-D2 in there. And he said, um, number one, because I can. But he also said, because I am a huge fan of R2-D2. I've always been since I was a kid. And I figured he would be cool just flying across the screen. Right. So he just did it. All right. I mean, I'm sure so, Joe isn't going to give him a hard time. Um, yeah, well, I mean, George Lucas really didn't have anything to do with it at that point, so yeah, that's true. Now, does he own any of this franchise anymore? He no, uh, this, yeah, uh, Disney now Disney owned it, all right? owns it now, so he doesn't really. And he was he was not too thrilled about what, what JJ Abrams took it. I honestly, you know, when I looking at them, I love the films, I thought they were great. Yeah, um, I actually, and it's funny how he didn't like what, what he the way the direction that they went in. But I actually like them better than the films he actually did. Those first prequel first films that he actually did. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought J.J. Abrams did a better, better, better uh, job. Yeah, yeah. I think so. he he probably had a. I, I, in my opinion, I feel that J.J. had a. It had it easier. We talked about this last night. Yes, yes. Than to go back and yeah, write. Yeah, Lucas a had to go back and kind of come up with these to, stories to and it. connect them. Right. Yeah, he already had the context. He, you know, not only that, but he had actually one, two, and three also. So exactly. He has one through six that he can now base, seven, you know, so that's kind of cool. Um, good. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. And this is my declaration to um, ah. R2. What's it wrong with you? Come on. Let's go down to the diner. Um, so here's my uh, uh, declaration to everyone. I'm going to watch every single one. Okay. And then in the future show maybe like in uh i don't know six months or whatever we'll do another show or maybe within another show we can actually just throw in a couple of comments on star wars as well um we, re we really do want to actually do more space stuff also george and i yes. spoke about that um talking about elon musk and the you know the the spacex and what's happening there they just had a launch and a uh, successful launch recently so we want to talk about that so we want to com combine a lot of things on this so i will do that just because I feel that it's fair, it's it would be unfair for me to say what I've been saying, <laughs> um, and and not have watched every single little thing. So I will do that, and uh, and yeah, and that's it, folks. Um, all right, I want to thank uh, DJ Connect for uh, hanging out with us and for everybody who's tuning in, watching right now. Appreciate all of you very much. Um, let's move to Starbase. What Starbase? Let's move to Starbase. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> I just flashed it. Like, is that like a Bitcoin thing? Um, so 
I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Appreciate all of you very much. We will see you next week right here on uh, Counterparts. Um, very quickly, I just wanted to uh, acknowledge um, our new merch store that we have. That's me. I'm a model now. I don't know if you guys know. Um, but this is actually some of our new merchandise that we have. I just got this today, this little hoodie thing. It's really, really cool. We have T-shirts. We have uh, mugs and a bunch of other cool stuff that you can check out there. This is not money for us to get rich. This is money for us to support the channel. It basically would just help us pay for uh, advertising and to increase the channel. So it's it's a help flow, and we would really appreciate it if you take a look at our, our merch store, which is just counterpartsmerch.com. And that's it. All right. I think uh, one more comment here. Elon Musk and Tesla is creating a city. That's right. Um, and that is it. All right, folks. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'll see you all next week. George, as always, is a pleasure. Thank you. I'll see you next week. Peace to everyone. See you next week. Bye-bye.